Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Our next guest knows plenty about those classics distances, 2,400 metres, the way it should be. and uh, It's an ex- absolute pleasure to welcome in one of our finest racing exports, I think it would be fair to say. Spent a lot of time up in Singapore of late, and that is Donna Logan. Donna, thank you so much for taking a call into the good oil. How, how are you doing? Oh, fantastic. It's lovely to speak to you guys. Oh, well, we feel the absolute same because... The the Logan name is getting a big run on the show of late. You you must be a super proud mum up there. I certainly am. Um, I, I can't believe that uh, both the children have done so really well in racing, and um, I know their dad would be super proud as well if he was still here with us. So couldn't wish for more. There was only one way they were going to go, wasn't it, Donna? It's Clado here. Hey, Clado, how are you? Yeah, really good. Yeah, no, I'd be really proud of Sam and uh, Robert. And, yeah, we've had Robert on the show. He's got a great job at Love Racing. He's just what we need coming through. Yeah, I've been speaking to him, uh, actually, from Japan. He's in Japan for the um, uh, New Zealand uh, team at the moment. And uh, he said that he's really impressed with the racing. It's just mind-blowing, the horses there, 2,500 horses at one training facility alone. He said it's just absolutely incredible. And Sam, Samantha last week getting black type for uh, the Logans back here in New Zealand, like that must have been such a thrill. Did you manage to catch the race? Do you still keep in touch with the New Zealand racing? Like, you know, this afternoon, for example, here in New Zealand, do you have a runner? Yeah, we have actually got a runner in New Zealand today, but we, we tune in nearly every meeting we can to watch the progress of everybody and their horses. Um, it's something you don't lose touch with. Um, so, no, we were we were tuned in watching the race live and, and just absolutely screaming our lungs out for it. You know, the horse had had two nice previous runs and, gee, when he was three wide the trip, I thought, oh, we're in trouble here. But, uh, no, he was pretty impressive. Oh, super impressive. You're right. Not a lot of cover out there and did some extra discs, covered some extra yards, hit the line so strong. So, okay, tell us about yourself, Donna, and at the moment, at your current setup, because we haven't caught up with you for a wee while and you've been training a truckload of winners. So how many horses are you training in Singapore at the moment and how's the setup working well, we've got I've got 42 in work for Tiakau um, in New Zealand. Not all Tiakau horses. So um, we train for John Galvin. We have Fortuna's horses. We have Tiakau horses. We have clients from Hong Kong. We have clients from Australia. Uh, so we it's like I'm just running the show for Tiakau, but I'm still basically training as I would have as, if I was in my own right. Um, but I'm very fortunate to be under the Tiakau banner now. And um, so an outsider can bring us a horse to train and they can race in their own colours if they wish. There's no pressure to be a Tiakau member. Um, it's just Tiakau owned and operated, basically. So I, I really got a fantastic uh, job and I'm very happy. I love, I love it here. I love living here. 
It's safe. It's clean. It's always warm. <laughs> Sticko, um, Sticko, have you thought about maybe moving to Singapore? He has the heat pump in here. It's so hot, Donna. You wouldn't believe it. I just love the studio being well, at a Singapore temperature, Donna. So it's uh, it's very nice. I'm just sort of getting acclimatised for when I come up and have a visit. Well, you better do that, Sticko. I think you'd love it. It's 28 degrees at six in the morning, and you you never wear anything but shorts and t-shirts to the track. There's no such thing as owning a jacket in Singapore. I don't know if you'd want to see me in shorts too often, to be fair. <laughs> I do have a vague recollection of it many, many times. <laughs> Is that when they told them never to wear shorts to the trials? <laughs> Scared the two-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So there's a big Kiwi contingent up there, Donna. Oh, there's not so many as there was. Um, Stephen Gray, obviously, still here, um, and Bridget. Uh, Stephen Crutchley's here training, uh, myself. There's a lot of Australians. There's uh, South Africans. You know, there's a, there's a mixed bag, Japanese trainers. So there's in all there's 23 trainers here now at present. Um, so, yeah, it's you know, it's it's a great place. It's uh, there's a lot of pros for this place, definitely. Well, it's quite pertinent information, Donna, to the kind of reporting or murmurs that started happening this week um, around the future of racing in Singapore. And I've got no idea where they came from. And you know, it's whenever you hear about an industry potentially being closed down, it's kind of serious stuff. When did you come across, or how did you hear about it? If you have, and what are, what are you making of it up there? Um, well, look, they've really come to the surface this week, just before the Magic Million sale. Um, and I've always been, you know, rumours are pretty bad things. There are stories circulating of uncertain or undoubtful truth. So to me, I'm more positive. I take the approach that um, I don't believe anything until I've had the official response of the rumours and from either the chairman or the CEO of the club. And if that be the case and they tell us we're closing, then that be the case. But I think this government is so clever. They're very progressive and the country, everything they do here, they do it exceptionally well. And I know racing's been 180 years of history here and I don't see them throwing that away. So um, we have a lot of land at, at, at um, Karangi. So, you know, there's excess land here. So every few years, the government has a land review, okay? So that's every piece of land that they own, they review its use and purpose. Now, perhaps, perhaps this is, the, I know this is the stage we're at having a land review of the course. Perhaps they might air tag part of the course for a hotel complex or an amusement park or something to that. These sort of things wouldn't be a, not a realm of possibility. But for the government to chuck away 180 years of history and they're saying in two years' time, I don't see it. You know, I, I, I think this land review is really what's happening. Um, we, we're different from most racing jurisdictions around the world. We are owned and run by government-appointed officials. So they have all the trainers, all the horses, all the staff, and you can't disperse of that amount of people in the matter of two years. 
So I'd be very shocked if that was there any truth to the rumour. Yeah, you've just explained it beautifully and you're making perfect sense. That's very interesting about the, the government, the way that it's run and, and operated by government officials. What is the perception of racing in Singapore versus in New Zealand or Australia? Does it have a big social licence or is it on the outer? We don't have the socialness of Australia and New Zealand at the races. Um, they're more focused on their racing and their gambling uh, but I believe, having been through COVID and very tough times here, it, it, we were, you know, probably at the lowest of lows. And I just see now that only just of late there is that big glimmer of hope that everything is actually transpiring to come back. We've got a, a two-year-old race today with 14 runners, one emergency, and 95% of that field are runners on debut. Now, I, you wouldn't have seen that happen here for a very long time. So people are reinvesting. People are keen to get back with new horses. That's positive. This club made a profit of something like $50 million last year Whoa. from being $60 million in debt. Do you think a government would close something that's making that sort of profit? <laughs> I, I, I find it very difficult from the time and years I've been in business to think if I'm making a profit like that, I'm going to close my shop doors. Um, so, you know, I think we've all just got to stay very positive. And I've, I've always been positive my whole life. I've always looked forward and I don't get caught up in the, you know, rumours as such until it's hardcore fact and then we'll take it on the chin. Awesome. And we'll circle... I like, I like the other 23 owners will be looking for a new venture in life, if that be the case. Oh, you've got so, two owners uh, in there. I, I don't believe it. Got, sorry, Donnie, you've got two owners Pardon? in the two-year-old race. You've got two owners in the two-year-old race today. Which way are we going? Well, which one do you like, Clado? You're the big guy. Uh... <laughs> That's right, Clayto. Declare one, mate. Oh, I've just had a look at the field, Donna. I'm I'm going to the top artillery, but that probably means you want to be back in Sa- uh, Santino oh. if you're sitting at home. <laughs> you're not going that bad, Sticker. Hey, Sticker, you know, you know us trainers are the worst pickers in the world, and if I tip artillery, yes, you back Santino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I absolutely concur um, with you, I- Donna. When you go to the races at Singapore, like it's not a social event, is it? Everybody is there to punt. And if you're not watching where you're going, they'll walk straight over the top of you because they're all looking to back a winner. <laughs> they sure are. They, they're very involved. You're walking up the uh, alleyway from the saddling enclosure and they're, Logan, Logan, number one or number two? <laughs> they, want, they think they're going to they're gonna get a tip straight away on the job and they're off to make their fortune. Um but, you know, again, it's such a big social outing for so many elderly people whom, I don't know if you're aware, but if you want to go to the uh, casino in Singapore and you're a local, you pay 100 or $150 to get in because they don't, they don't want us gambling, you know. So all those older people, what are they going to do? They're not going to afford that each week. This is their big social day out. This is their history of years and years. Um, there's a lot of psychological aspects to the whole rumour that people haven't even, you know, taken into consideration, really. Oh, 
This has been fascinating, Donna. I love your perspective and I love your positivity. Thank you so much for taking our call. We'll let you crack on and uh, do your form for the rest of the afternoon. We're going to head off and get back to uh, a race at Flemington. But thank you so much for taking our call. And congratulations on your kids' behalf and yourself. A lot of success up there. And hopefully we can talk again soon. Love to. And just follow Sticko. He's the the gun tipster. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from my own. (laughs) Clip that one, Joe. We'll keep that.